Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. with the Master Key, Unlocking and Liberating the Real You. Once again, we count an honor and a privilege to serve you on this Tuesday evening. We pray that the rest of your day was blessed. Uh, mine was blessed, kind of um, busy dealing with a few things, um, but it's always a joy and a privilege being with you, sharing the heart and the mind of the Father uh, unto you. Uh, those of you uh, that desire to call in, have any questions, once again, I have 800 number. I think I'm going to cancel the 800 number because there ain't no one, uh, uh, um, I would say basically everyone, it's like they're afraid to call in. Um, uh, maybe once again the Lord is answering your questions. But if you desire to call in, uh, especially those on chat, uh, our 800 number is 877-537-3321. And those of you guys on chat, um, you know, have some family or friends that do not have a, a computer, they can call in our regular call-in numbers, area code 347-237-5493. We would love to have you to join. So those of you that's already online, call your family or friends and, and come and uh, join us tonight and uh, see what the Lord has to say to you. And uh, because we're prophetic in nature, usually when we are articulating the Lord, God is is answering some questions on the heart of the mind of those that are listening now, those that will listen later. That's one thing I love about the prophetic. Uh, someone may tune into this or go to our archives and listen to it. Uh, something that the Lord has spoken through us uh, five weeks ago, a month ago, and it's right in line with what they're being challenged with at this present time. Um, before we get into uh, the word of the Lord tonight, we want to invite all of those that do not have a church home of those that have a church home and do not have watch night service, we'll be having uh, a watch night service uh, uh, December the 31st. That's on a Monday at 10 p.m. Uh, at the Embassy Suites Hotel. That's the airport, Miami Airport location, 3974 South River Drive uh, there in Miami. If you have any questions concerning that, you can always call our administrative office. Uh, area code 305-698-0765 and uh, have any questions concerning that. Parking will be $5. Uh, we'll be starting at 10 o'clock and we used to have some powerful um, watch night service. We're just looking for the glory, the presence of God uh, to be with us and I believe that God is going to meet us and uh, God's going to challenge us uh, entering into 2013. Matter of fact, in our prayer line, uh, we pray the last Monday and Tuesday of every month, which uh, we will be changing that this month. Uh, kind of uh, been having some things before the Lord, uh, even concerning that. We, we uh, at this present time, we're looking at praying um, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Christmas the day after Christmas, uh, our regular time at uh, five uh, uh, five thirty. And so, but uh, I got something else I, I kind of have before the Lord. And we're looking at fasting of um, um, a regular time, the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, but I kind of 
been sensing maybe we can do uh, our fasting and prayer a week before Christmas um, instead of uh, 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 praying at one time and fasting another time. Just do it all. I know this is a time of, of family and friends. We don't want to pull anyone away from their family uh, during Christmas time. That's the time a lot of people really uh, bond together. Um, but if the Lord say so, we will do whatever the Lord tells us to do. But I kind of have before the Lord right now that we will go a week before Christmas, uh, that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before Christmas, and that we will fast and pray. We must close uh, victoriously. We must not start victoriously, and we don't end victoriously. Uh, we must be consistent. So let's uh, 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 join forces uh, in fasting and prayer so we can execute and close out uh, uh, in great strength and great authority and great power. One of the things that the Lord kind of, uh, uh, not kind of, kind of, but the Lord spoke to us during our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer uh, prophetically as we was praying, um, uh, the Lord articulated through us and said that we would take, carry the supernatural into 2013. We would take the new into 2013. Uh, 2013 will not determine uh, 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 the new concerning us, but we would determine the new because we would take it into 2013. We would dictate, we would determine uh, what 2013 is going to be, but 2013 will not dictate nor determine uh, what it's going to be like for us. We would take it in. Uh, we have the revelation of heaven, and so therefore we will speak, decree, and declare uh, the heart of the mind of heaven right into 2013. The Bible says, if any two agree on earth, if any two agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask the Father, which is in heaven, uh, it shall be done for us, well, shall be done for them which is of the Father, which is in heaven. That's the way it goes. So therefore, we we stand in agreement. Uh, God has done some awesome things within us in 2012, and so He will do some awesome, even greater things through us in 2013. Once again, God done have done some awesome things within us in 2012, uh, establishing His government, establishing the order within us, and we will give birth to it in 2013. Do you believe that? Uh, those of you that's in chat, those that's in line, I want you to agree with me that uh, 2013 is going to be your greatest year. And sometimes when we say that and we, we, we declare that and so we say it's my greatest year, it can be a, your greatest year can be something in the realm of the spirit uh, or your greatest year can be something in the realm of the natural. Uh, but I would prefer the realm of the spirit because on a matter of time, uh, what you experience in the realm of the spirit is going to manifest here in the earth realm. So we would take the supernatural into 2013. Um, um, God reinstated us in 2012. Uh, the manifestation of our, re our reinstatement would take place in 2013. Uh, we uh, stands in agreement with the heavens. And so, therefore, heaven has found a church, heaven has found some men and women that comes in agreement with him so we can be a channel and an instrument of the flow uh, of the presence of God, the flow of the glory of God, or a channel of the presence, or a channel of the glory of God uh, into the earth realm. It's not about us having good church services. It's about humanity being blessed, humanity being liberated, humanity being set free. When Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, he came 
preaching, and then he demonstrated. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. He demonstrated the gospel of the kingdom. So this is our season of demonstration. This is our season of manifestation. God has spoken some powerful things over different ones uh, concerning uh, debt cancellation, concerning homes, concerning vehicles, concerning relationships, concerning salvation. Uh, so therefore, the heavens has de uh, decreed and declared to be so. We stand in agreement with heaven. So therefore, now heaven has someone on earth to agree with, and it shall be made manifest in 2013. And it's not going to be by power. It's not going to be by might. But it's going to be by the spirit of the living God. We are the instruments and the channels of the Holy Spirit. He will flow in us. He will flow through us. And humanity will experience the liberation uh, of uh, uh, themselves from the powers of darkness. Or they will experience the liberation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who is our freedom, who is our liberation. And so that will take place. That will take place. That will manifest. And understand this right here. It's not about you. And it's not about me. It's about the glory of God. It's about God receiving the glory. When God spoke to the children of Israel, spoke to matter of fact, entering the covenant with Abraham concerning the land of Canaan, it was only 400, uh, four, between 400 and 430 years. Uh, one passage script said 400. Another passage script said 430. I think Galatians said 430. So it, it, it's... it's, it's he spoke that, but it was 400, between 400 and 430 years later uh, that the promise was fulfilled. And so now we've got to understand why uh, um, did it take so long. Now, one thing we do know about our God, uh, 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 he's a God of justice. He's a God of righteousness. And so, therefore, God gives all of us the space to repent, even the wicked. So here... Uh, give you an example. When God spoke to uh, Jonah, the prophet, and said, I want you to go and prophesy against uh, uh, Nineveh, uh, which is a Syrian nation. Prophesy against them. And uh, 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 when he said prophesy, but go preach. And he didn't want to go because he knew that God was a God of mercy. He knew it's a possibility that God will forgive them. And, and Jonah and the children of Israel uh, 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 hated or it had a distaste or dislike for Nineveh because they was one of the most wicked nation upon the face of the earth at that time. And they always persecuted and came against and warred against the nation of Israel. And Jonah did not want God to forgive them. God, Jonah wanted God to execute judgment against this wicked nation. So he said, By just, just maybe he would forgive them. So I don't really want to go and preach to him. And you, you know the story, those of you um, that is online uh, with us to, tonight. Uh, if you don't, uh, you can find in the book of Jonah. But, you know, he, he, he surrendered. He went and ministered. And um, the king put everybody on a fast. He put everybody, the animals, everybody, every man, woman, boy, and girl, child, went on a fast. And we understand that fasting is nothing but a biblical term for humility. And so God forgave them. God did not destroy them. The very thing that Jonah thought would happen, happened. God forgave them. And so the reason I'm bringing this up concerning the 430 years, God uh, uh, put the nations in the land of Canaan on a probation period. He gave them a space of 400 to 430 years to repent. So in, in the meantime, the children of Israel was in a holding pattern in the nation of Egypt. It was in a holding pattern. 
God allowed them to go there. It wasn't really supposed to be uh, Egyptian bondage because of Joseph was the man that God used to save the known world at that time from a severe famine. So, but there was another king that uh, that uh, was raised up after the king uh, of Egypt that died during Joseph's time and uh, became fearful because of um, how fast that the children of Israel were growing. And so they became afraid and began to make them slaves. Uh, but during that time, uh, God was gave of the nations in the land of Canaan space to repent. That is mercy, ladies and gentlemen. That is grace, ladies and gentlemen. And so uh, uh, God is preparing you while you're in your wilderness. God is preparing you while you may be in uh, some kind of bondage. Uh, he's preparing a place for you. He's preparing that promised place for you, that place that he spoke to you uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, you say, God, how long, how long, how long, how long? But before God gives you that house that you didn't build, he's given that person a space to repent. Before God gives you the vineyards that you didn't plant, he's given that person a space to repent. God have a timetable. Nobody know the timetable. The children of Israel did not know the timetable. Uh, the nations in Canaan did not know the timetable. But God was giving them a timetable, a space of 400, between 400 and 430 years to repent. So when God do, Bring the children of Israel in the land of Canaan and drive them out of the land of Canaan. Then it was legitimate. God gave them a space. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So therefore, he said, but it's not fair. What you mean is not fair? Nobody owns anything. God is the owner of everything. God is the owner of the earth. He created the earth. No human being created the earth. So it all belongs to him. So he can give it to whoever he want to give it to. Uh, that's just like me having uh, uh, something that is precious. I may have something that is very valuable. I may have a piece of artwork that may cost in the thousands. It, it, it is mine. But if I want to give it to whoever I want to give it to, I can give it to whoever I want to give it to because it is mine. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. So the land of Canaan did not belong to the Canaanites uh, or the Jebusites, the Perizzites, the Hivites. Uh, the land of Canaan belonged to God. The land of Egypt belonged to God. Uh, everything belongs to God. And God can give it to whosoever he will. Uh, just like the nation of Israel, all the wars that has broken out against the nation of Israel concerning Israel. God gave Israel, Jerusalem, to uh, the Jewish people. Uh, 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 I mean, God did that. Who are we uh, and what nation uh, uh, is to say it should be something else? Uh, God gave it. This is not what E.J. McKenzie is saying. Uh, this is history. God gave the land of uh, Canaan or uh, the city of Jerusalem uh, to the Jewish people. He do whatever he want to do. He's God. So who are you and I to question whatever the Creator uh, does? So therefore, the Bible also says that the wealth of uh, the wicked will be transferred uh, to the righteous. But who are you and I to question that? He can do what he want to do. Who what human being made diamonds? What human being made silver and gold? What human being made rubies, sapphire, emeralds? What human beings made the oil that's in the earth? What human being made the gas that is in the earth? God is the creator of all things, and he can do whatever he want to do. 
So therefore, there's going to be a transfer that's going to take place. It's going to seem like it's unfair. And that's why I said seem like. But have you ever read in the Bible and ever saw the word fair? I don't think it's there. If it's there, it's not in the original language. It could be one of the paraphrases of the Bible that we, we read from time to time. What makes anything fair, what's fair is what God say. I'm going to say it again. What is fair, it is what God say. If God want to demote somebody on your job tomorrow and promote you, and you was the last person that got there, now everybody in the, that work on that job is going to say it's not fair. But who are we to say what is fair and unfair? God is God. God makes the decision to promote you. God makes the decision for you to negotiate on the house, give you the wisdom, give you the words, what to say. God has the power to speak to a banker and say, well, we're just going to release it. We're just going to give it to you free. We 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 came up with a with, with an ideal. The president came to us and said, "What can we do uh, to be a greater blessing to our community?" And somebody went had a dream last night. Woke up uh, this morning. Woke up with a thought in their mind: give five houses away a year. We own so much property. There are so many foreclosures. Let us do something that is different. To show uh, our communities that we care about them. We're going to give five houses away a year. Now, do you think that the devil planted that in, in their mind? God knows how to cause the transferring of the wealth of the wicked to the just. He got to speak to someone by way of a dream. He knows how to deal with somebody by way of vision. God, we look at the word in the word of the Lord and the history of the nation of Israel. God spoke to heathen kings. Cyrus was one of them to bless the nation of Israel. God knows how to speak to someone that don't know you, don't know your name. They can go to sleep tonight, and the spirit of the living God can show your face clearly to someone in a dream about you. You running out of gas, let me go get some gas before I get home. All planned by God. You go to the gas station. That same individual is at the gas station. You pull up the individuals pumping gas. When the individual look at you, they, 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 I mean, they're dumbfounded. That's the person who was in my dream. That's the person I'm supposed to write a check for. That's the person I'm supposed to give one of my properties to. And they go to you and say, I know this is going to sound strange to you. To, to you. Please uh, don't think that I'm trying to hit on you. Uh, don't think that I'm crazy. But you was in my dream last night. Do you need a house? Yes, I need a house. I've been praying to God about a house. You was in my dream. And I saw myself um, giving you the keys to one of the properties that I own. 
uh, uh, I have a house in Hialeah. I have a house in uh, Miami Gardens. I have a house in Pembroke Pines. Whatever house that he saw himself giving is the same area that God put it in your spirit where he wants you to move. He'll give you a house in that area. He put the desire in your house for Pembroke Pines. He put the desire in your house and your heart for Hialeah. He put in your heart a desire for Miami Gardens. God did it. If that is not supernatural, you tell me what it is. If that is not supernatural, you tell me what it is. But we don't believe him. We, we don't believe that he's sovereign. We don't believe he can do things like that. We don't believe he, <laughs> that he, he knows how to deal with humanity by ways of dreams and visions and put in their heart to release things that he's blessed them with right into your hands. Debt free. Matter of fact, the individual was planning to rent this house out, furnished house. But he had a dream. She had a dream. Saw themselves giving keys to a young lady. Saw themselves giving the keys to a couple. Saw themselves giving the keys to a family. And this family have not told anybody, said anything. This is how it worked. You haven't said anything to anybody, but you all had this thing before God. You had it before God. And God dropped it in the heart. God dropped it in the mind. God dropped it in the spirit of somebody that's not even born again. And you thinking you're going to get some gas but have absolutely no idea, no clue that this is a divine connection. And I personally believe every connection is designed to birth something. This is a, design, a divine connection for a house to be released into your life, for a car to be released in your life. Can you believe God? Can you believe the promises of God, what God has spoken unto you? You know what you know we mess up? Oh, we try to figure it out. We try to figure it out. How can it be? How can it come to pass? I don't know nobody. Nobody don't know me. God knows you. And God is the one that put it in your heart to believe him for a house. Let me share this with you. Just like God put it into the heart and the mind of Satan to test Job. God put it in his heart. Satan would pay no attention to Job. Do you not desire my servant Job? God put it in his heart. God put it in the heart of the devil to test Job. Because God was setting Job up to bless him double fold of everything that he lost. Just like God put it in the heart of the mind of the devil to test Job, you mean to tell me that God can't put it in the heart of the mind of someone that don't belong to him, that belong to Satan, to release into your life the very thing that God promised you? Take the limits off. Take the limits off. I want you at this present time, put your hand on your forehead 
and I want you to decree and declare. Come on, do it with me. I command my mind to be liberated. Say, I command my mind to be expanded. I command my vision to be expanded. I command my dreams to be expanded. Now you got to, you're giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. You're giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. You hear all the great testimonies of what God has done for everybody else, and you sit there from time to time and you say, Wow, Lord, that is awesome. Boy, it will be nice if you can do something for me like that. Well, it won't only be nice. It will be awesome and great because he wants to do something like that for all of us. He, wanna, he, want, he wants to do something like that for all of us. Why? Because when God does something like that, everybody going to know. You going to know. Your spouse going to know. Your children going to know. And everybody else going to know. That this was by the hand of God. See, he wants to put you and I in situations like that so he can be glorified, ladies and gentlemen. He want to move for you and on your behalf supernaturally so he can get the glory. Because anything that is done supernaturally, one or two people are going to get the glory. God will save them when it's done supernaturally. And this is what God wants to do. He wants you and I to live in this realm. And that's what faith is all about. Faith is living in the realm of the supernatural. Faith is living in the realm of the supernatural. But in order for the supernatural to work many times, uh, God must touch our natural. Not all the time. But when you're developing faith, God has to touch, touch your natural. Because you're not dependent on the natural. You are totally dependent upon the supernatural God. God is breaking, has broken through, not going to. God has broken through for you. I'm going to say it again. God has broken through for you. This is your season of increase. This is your season of enlargement. This is your season of expansion. It's your season. Now I want to share scripture with you. Uh, 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 we shared last night concerning the father of faith, how Abraham uh, grew in faith. His faith grew. He became stronger because he gave glory to God. He praised him. When there was no human reason to hope, all human reason, the hope was gone. It was absolutely gone. He looked around him, and there is there was no. Uh, he didn't live in a scientific age like we do, where uh, people can have babies for, for other people's surrogate mothers these days. There was nothing like that during that day, and God wouldn't have permitted it to happen anyway. But anyway. When all human reason to hope was gone, the Bible said he made a decision that he was going to hope in the promises of God. Looking at himself, hope for himself was gone. Hope for his wife was gone. Her womb dead. He dead. His body now dried up. So now, only thing I have left is the promise of God. 
and sometimes that's what it takes. Are you a candidate for a miracle today? Everyone on this line, are you a candidate for a miracle today? Have God allowed something in your life to dry up so you can hope against hope? To make you a candidate for a miracle? What about your marriage? What about your children? What about your finances? What about your job? What about your business? What about your health? Everything in this realm said no. Everything in this realm said it will not happen. Everything in this realm said it cannot happen. Well, I feel the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. There's times that 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 it comes upon me like that. That means every time it comes on me like that, God, there's someone that's in my presence getting ready to get a miracle. I've never seen it fail. When I feel that anointing come upon me, I can walk by a person. It's not on me. I can keep walking on a prayer line. And when I stop in front of certain people, it comes upon me. I know instantaneously that individual is getting ready to receive a miracle. And I just, it just came on me. That means there's someone, there's someone that is on with me on this broadcast. It may be several of you all. It may be all of you all. We, we just learned the principle not too long ago uh, in the supernatural service uh, when God gives somebody a prophetic word. But if you give God praise, uh, God will extend that word to you because it's praise. Abraham grew in faith as a result of his praise. As a result of his worship, somebody is getting ready to experience a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God in some area of your life. Who is it on this line? Who, who, who's on this broadcast is getting ready to experience a supernatural open door, a supernatural miracle? That's what a miracle is anyway. It's, it's, it's supernatural. I just sensed it. But anyway... But he praised him. So if I was you, and, and you got a quicken in your spirit, I would begin to lift my hands up and begin to magnify the Most High God, because God did not give me a name. He did not give me. He didn't show me. I see people on uh, uh, on the broadcast. I see people uh, numbers, and I don't know who you, who, uh, who 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 you are. And I see a lot, quite a few people in chat. So therefore, I don't know. He's not telling to me. He's not showing me. And maybe he's doing it for a reason because maybe he want to give everybody that is tuned in a miracle, the miraculous. I release it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank and I praise you for the supernatural intervention, moving ways and sways of the Holy Ghost for those who God, I don't know, but Father, you know who they are. I release it right now. I release the miracle flow. I release the miracle debt cancellation. I release the miracle, oh God, uh, even in the area, oh God, uh, of the cancellation of a foreclosure. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I release right now and cancel, oh God, um, the forces of darkness that challenges bodies in this line, in Jesus' mighty name. But I release the miracle flow. I release the miracle flow of the supernatural intervention, moving ways and sways of the Holy Ghost in your body. I call you healed, delivered, and set free right now. I speak right now, supernatural raises, supernatural promotions, uh, even now in Jesus' mighty name. I speak, decree, and declare a transfer of a deed to a home in Jesus' mighty name. I speak, decree, and declare a title to a car. 
Lord spoke some things on Sunday that there were, I forgot what he said, but I know they, I think he said about three people uh, 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 saw three about three people getting uh, new cars. I mentioned something to someone after after the service. Uh, uh, they 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 mentioned about on their way didn't know this. They said on their way to church that their car had broke down. I said, Oh, are you one of the ones the Lord spoke to about the car? And see, God help us. First thing that came out of the mouth, I don't want any debt. Who said anything about debt? God didn't say, I'm going to give you a car with debt. He didn't say, I'm going to give you a car with no debt. You determine that. I'm one of the ones that will have a, a, a new vehicle. I'm one of the three. And I personally believe the three can become six, and the six can become 12, and the 12 can become 24. It all depends on the mentality of the ones that heard that word. Even though I saw three, but God is waiting on somebody to activate their faith and say, it's me. And another person says, it's me. And another person says, it's me. And another person says, it's me. And I'm looking around and saying, but that's, all, that's, that's, that's more than three, Lord. And the Lord God said, I only showed you three. But their faith has put a demand on me. To go beyond three. Do you have faith to put a demand on God to go beyond three? Jesus' mother put a demand on Jesus to start his ministry before his time. You all know the story about he was at a wedding and all the wine uh uh the wine uh, became empty. They drunk all the wine up, not became empty, but drunk all the wine up. She called Jesus, Woman, what I have to do with you? It ain't my time. Those what he said. What I have to do, it's not my time. She didn't say a word. But because she came to him in faith, he said, bring me water pots. Fill them up with water. And that wine was greater than the wine that previous wine they drunk. So his mother put a demand on him to activate or to start his ministry for his time. So could you, God spoke three cars, and you turned around and talking about debt? Well, I don't want to get in no debt. God didn't say, reveal to me three cars with debt, three cars with no debt. I personally, he just said three cars, showed me three cars, but you determine. It's me, and it's debt free. Who, who, who was there? Who was present and said that? It's me. Thank God. I, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the ones, oh God, that you just blessed me with a brand new car and no debt. I give you glory, honor, and praise. I give you glory, honor, and praise. You just gave me a car with no debt. You just gave me a car with no debt. I praise you for my car with no debt. Praise the most high God, the sovereign God, the God of the heavens, the God of the earth, the God that created the silver and the gold, the cattle on a thousand hills. You are my father. You are my God. You are my source. And I thank you, Father. I praise you, Father. Who did that? Are you just common with God? Because you're so used to the prophetic in this house, those that, that's, that's present with us tonight that was in the house, you're just so common. And God is speaking to you. This is a season of increase. This is a season of advancement. 
I'm going to say it again. This is a season of increase. This is a season of advancement. This is a season of prosperity. This is a season of restoration. God is restoring the years that the locust, the cankerworm, the caterpillar, and the plumber worm has eaten in your life. Who is he talking to that is with me on this broadcast? See, God can speak, but you determine who it is. God can speak, but you determine who it is. I know this for a fact. It's my season of increase. It's my season of advancement. It's my season of enlargement. It is my season, and I give him glory for it. I give him praise for it. I magnify him for it. I praise him for it. I worship him for it. But my season of increase, my season of advancement, my season of enlargement, here it is again. Here it is again. It just came on me again. That anointing is on me. God has spoken to you again. Who is that on this broadcast that has taken that word, that anointed upon me? Lord, I release it right now in Jesus' name. I release it right now in Jesus' name. I release it right now in Jesus' name. Mm, I release it. I release it. I release it now in Jesus' name. I speak it and I decree it and I declare it to be so. And it will not return to the Most High God void. And it will not return to the Most High God void. God, what are you doing today? What are you doing today? I just heard the Lord say, I'm releasing blessings. Ladies and gentlemen, I sure did not have any intention of doing this. I'm releasing blessings. I'm releasing blessings. I'm manifesting my love towards my people today. I'm manifesting my love towards my sons and daughters today. Wow. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your great love towards your sons and daughters tonight. I thank and I praise you, Lord God, for being concerned about their every need. You're concerned about every circumstance and situation that they have encountered. And I thank you, Lord God, for sustaining them and keeping them through the transition that you've taken them through, Lord God, the last year and a half to three years, some five, some ten. Father, I bless you and magnify you and glorify you for being the God that, uh, that is concerned, the God that cares for your people. Your hand is not too short that it cannot, oh God, lift out of the muck and the mire. I thank you, Lord God, for lifting your sons and your daughters that has joined this broadcast. Bless them and strengthen them in every area and facet of their life. I thank you for the liberation of their mindset, the liberation of their thought patterns, the liberation of their imaginations. Lord God, I thank you right now for how you're moving upon them. And I sense it, ladies and gentlemen. As I'm praying for you, I'm li literally sensing the hand of the Lord on the top of my head. And I can sense God is setting your mindset free. There's a couple of you on here that's really been challenged with oppression lately. God, and you can sense it. I know it. I'm sensing it. I'm sensing it. 
that's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. That's how the prophetic work. Many times God connects them, the, the person, the instrument with the people, connects them. They can feel what the people feel. They can sense what the people sense. God is setting you free in your mind from all doubt and unbelief. You're one of the ones that would cry out, God, help thou my unbelief. I want to believe. Help me to believe. But you ain't got to worry about it. The Spirit of God is moving upon you even now. And the Spirit of God is moving within you even now. I speak it. I decree it. And I declare it to be so. The struggles that you have. One of the things, uh, I was up uh, uh, about 3 o'clock this morning, been up in prayer uh, 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 this morning. And one of the things that the Spirit of God uh, spoke to me, that he's getting ready to manifest the liberation, liberating his people from the spirit of rejection. It's not a human being on this face of the earth who have never experienced rejection. God is healing rejection right now. Lord, this, I had this word planned to share with you all tonight, but the Holy Ghost is blessing you tonight. God is setting you free from the spirit of rejection. God is setting you free now from the fear of rejection. He's healing your heart. Rejection from the womb, rejection from your parents. The majority of all of our rejection has come from our parents. And, 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 and our parents many times don't reject us, but we receive it as rejection, so we buy the lie of the enemy. So the Lord is setting you free from the lie of rejection. He's setting you free from the fear of rejection. He's setting you free from self-rejection. Go ahead and say, I'm free now. From the spirit of rejection. Go ahead and say out of your own mouth, I am free now. From the spirit of rejection. From self-rejection. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel it. I sense it. I sense it. It is breaking up now. It is breaking up now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the release of the anointing. Even the anointing that breaks, destroys the yokes in Jesus' name. I command the yoke of rejection to be eradicated and annihilated. I command you right now to be liberated and free from the influence of rejection, the fear of rejection, self-rejection in the name of Jesus. I speak it, decree and declare to be so now in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I pray for the revelation of your great love towards every person under the sound of your servant's voice, the instru your instrument, your agent, your channel of liberation, even this night. I speak it, I decree, and I declare it to be so. I release the revelation of the love of God. I release the revelation of divine accept acceptance. You've been accepted by God, and that's come becoming a reality to you by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit's making it real that you've been accepted. You will no longer bite into the lie of the enemy. You are greatly loved. You are greatly loved. You are greatly loved. You are special in the mind of God. And the Lord God is ministering that to you even now by his spirit. The spirit of the living God is moving on inside of you. He's moving in your heart. He's moving in your mind. He's moving in your thoughts. He's moving in your imaginations. He's moving and healing your emotions and your affections even now by the spirit of the living God. By the spirit of the living God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for blessing and healing and delivering God's people 
even now. The disappointments. God is healing your disappointments. God is healing your hurts. God is healing your wounds. Even now by the spirit of the living God. And the spirit of God is ministering. The life of Obama Gilead. He's ministering the health of Christ to you now. He's ministering the love of Christ to you now. He's ministering the peace of Christ to you now. The spirit of the living God is ministering to your heart. He's ministering to your mind. Change is being broken now. Change is being eradicated now. Yokes is being destroyed now by the spirit of the living God. Ah, Rabaka. Oh, God, I thank you tonight. I thank you for blessing your people today. I thank you for the manifestation of your great love today towards your people today. God, I thank you, and I praise you. Now I begin to understand now why God is doing this. I'm beginning to understand. The Lord has spoken to my spirit. It's very difficult for men and women to have faith in me when they feel like they've been rejected. And, I beg, and the enemy has accused me of rejecting them. But the Lord God is drawing your heart to his heart tonight. He's drawing your mind to the mind of Christ tonight. God is causing you to dream again. He's causing you to believe again. He's causing you to hope again. He's causing you to be able to trust him when he takes you through the valley of the shadow of death. You're able to trust him now. And you're able to know without a shadow of a doubt that God has already moved for you. God is not going to move for you, but God has already moved for you. Let me show a principle real quick here. We got about 13 more minutes. But let me share the scripture with you that I, uh, I, I have today. One of the areas, and I need you to hear the heart of God. Uh, God is a God of faith. The only thing that pleases him is faith. It's not your feelings. It's not your emotions. It's, it's, it's nothing but I trust you, God. And sometimes you have a, we, we struggle trusting God because we've been disappointed so many times in our lives. But God is healing your disappointments. The Lord God is getting ready to manifest himself to some of you tonight when you lie down and go to sleep tonight by way of dream, by way of vision. Some of you will have an encounter before you go to bed tonight. Some of you will have an encounter when you wake up in the morning. You're going to experience him in a more intimate way. But I want to read the scripture to you, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. It's very familiar past scripture. Many of you will know the scripture. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned. And for which you confess the good confession of faith. This is the Amplified Version. For which you confess the good confession of faith before many witnesses. Before many witnesses. Now you are confessing the good confession of faith before many witnesses. We have uh, literally thousands that has now uh, begun to join us on this block talk radio. And I confess tonight before many witnesses that the Lord has advanced me, increased me, enlarged me expanded me the lord god has done it the lord has restored me the lord has uh, reconnected me this the law restoration has been activated in my life and it's coming everything coming back in better quality a better quality and quantity all the years that the locusts of canker and the caterpillar and the plum worm has eaten 
the Lord is manifesting himself. But this is what I want you to focus on more than anything. I want you to focus on the definition of the word fight. You say, I don't, I'm, I'm tired of fighting. No, you, you're fighting a good fight of faith. You're fighting to believe. You're fighting to hold on. You're fighting not to doubt. You're fighting not to quit. You're fighting not to give up on the promises of God. That's what Abraham did. When he hoped against hope, he really was fighting. He was really fighting a good fight of faith. When there was no reason to believe God anymore, all the human uh, reason for believing was gone. So he had to fight. He had to fight from looking at his body that's now dead in the deadness of Sarah's room. He had to fight to believe what God said. He had to fight to hold on to the promise of God because in the natural, everything is gone. There's nothing in this realm can make this happen. So he fought the good fight of faith. And so, so you got to fight. It's not even about fighting the devil. It's fighting to believe. It's fighting to hold on. It's fighting to trust God that he cannot lie. He cannot lie. And you have to fight and open up your mouth and say, Satan, God cannot lie. EJ, God cannot lie. EJ, the word that's been spoken of your life will not return to God void. EJ, what has been spoken out of the mouth of God, it is manifesting now. The Lord God has maneuvered. The Lord God has shifted. God has gone before you, and he put all of the pieces in place, and this is your season of manifestation because all of the pieces is in place. You got to say that. I have to say that. I got to fight the good fight of faith. The word fight means to contend in battle. To strive to overcome by blows or weapons, you may have to get down dirty and start giving the enemy some blows. The Bible says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. The actual renovation of that is whatever you declare unlawful and improper must be what is already unlawful and improper in heaven. There's no confusion. So you may, have to, you may have to go into warfare against the spirit of confusion. The enemy is trying to confuse your mind. You may have to go into warfare against doubt and unbelief and skepticism because the enemy is trying to shoot dots of uh, doubt, unbelief into your mind. So warfare. I got to fight the good fight of faith. I got to fight against those doubtful thoughts that come into my mind. I got to fight against um, these uh, uh, unnatural emotions that I'm feeling. Emotions of oppression, emotions of failure, fighting to believe God, to contend in battle, to strive, to overcome by blows or weapons, to put forth a determined effort, to put forth a determined effort. Now, I, I, the definition of the word determined, and listen to this, having reached a decision, having reached a decision, firmly resolved. Other words, it's too late. I already made a decision. I'm going to believe God. I already made a decision. I, I trust God. I already made a decision. I have what God promised me. Not going to. Have, I already made a decision. So, so you can bring the thoughts and uh, shoot the thoughts in my, in my mind, or you want to. I'm standing. Everybody laughing at you. I don't care. Let them laugh. I'm resolute. I'm resolute. I believe God. I believe God. I'm healed. I believe God. 
I'm delivered. I believe God. I'm restored. I believe God. I am forgiven. I believe God. I am elevated. I believe God. I am the man of God. That God has ordained upon and known me to be. I believe God. I have a raise. I believe God. I have a promotion. I believe God. We. I have our headquarters building. The property that God has given unto. I have it. I believe God. I believe God that I have the skill for men and women of God. That is given all men are cunning work um, to take us to the to to take us to the dimensions and the realms that God has ordained for us to go. I believe God. I have lawyer, faithful, and dedicated men and women of God that has connected themselves and joined themselves with the vision of the Lord for God to be glorified and magnified in South Florida and around the world. I believe God. I believe God that I am the millionaire that God has ordained upon and honored me to be. I believe God. I have the humility and the wisdom of Christ to be able to manage that which God has given unto me. I believe God that I am a great giver. I believe God that I am debt free. I believe God that my debts have been canceled. I believe God that my sins have been canceled. See, you got to fight the good fight of faith. I believe God. That my marriage is the marriage that God has ordained it to be. My children is the children that God has ordained them to be. I believe God that my daughters is great wives to their husbands. I believe God that my daughters' husbands, my son-in-laws, is excellent and great uh, husbands to my daughters and great fathers to my grandchildren. I believe God. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand how I pray. I'm already praying to, to my great-great-grandchildren to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That I've been birthing this. I've been praying this, speaking this, and birthing this for years. The Spirit of God, I've been paving the way by the Spirit of the living God. My prayers has paved the way to give the Holy Spirit to ground to move to all of the generations until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe God. I believe God. That my wife is the woman of God, that God has ordained, appointed, and known her to be. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God that uh, I am a blesser. God said he will bless me that I will be a blessing. What God promised our forefather Abraham, he promised to me. I believe that. I am a great blesser. I am a great blesser, and people give God the glory when I become the instrument of the channel of God's blessing. People give God glory. People don't see E.J. McKenzie. They see the uh, Lord Jesus Christ, and they lift their voice, and they give him praise for what God has done for them. I am the giver into others' bosom. I am the giver into other bosoms. I am the giver into other bosoms. I seek to be the giver and not the receiver. I seek to be the giver. I didn't say I don't receive. I said I seek to be the giver. I don't seek to be the receiver. I seek to be the giver. If my father is more blessed to give than to receive, then I am the giver. I seek to be a great giver. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good faith. Be determined. Be resolute. That everything that God has spoken is now. It is now. It is yours now. It is mine now. It is done now. Go ahead and say it. Now. Say it again. Now. 
One more time. Now. Do you understand the power of your tongue, the power of your mouth, the power of your words? You release the Holy Spirit to create and to work what just came out of your mouth now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now, I want to hear the testimonies. I want to hear the testimonies that the Lord God uh, uh, that has manifested to you. You've got to confess your faith. You get up, when you get from, off this, uh, from this broadcast, you must go tell somebody, several people, what the Lord has done for you. It's a confession of faith. It's a confession of faith. Now, let's look at this right here, if you will. Fight. Once again, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. You have come to a conclusion that what God has begun in you, he shall finish it unto the day of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life. Lay hold of the eternal life. I have laid hold on it. I will not leave here without God being glorified in my spirit, soul, and body. Not one of my children will leave here without God fulfilling purpose in their lives. My grandchildren will fulfill the purpose of God. My great-grandchildren will fulfill the purpose of God. All of my children, to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, will fulfill the divine and perfect will of God. And I decree and declare there will not be any interruptions in the lineage. It will be a pure flow, a continuous flow of the spirit of the living God. All satanic and demonic and fleshy manipulation has been assigned to try to bring an interruption in the flow and to block the increase of the, uh, of the anointing, the increase of the presence, the increase of the power, the increase of salvation, the increase of deliverance, uh, all the way to the coming back of the Lord Jesus Christ. I forbid it. His function, his operations in Jesus. I cancel them by the blood of the Lamb. I cancel them by the blood of the cross. I call them paralyzed. I call them neutralized. And I call them put to death in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord have a pure flow. The Lord has a pure stream through my lineage in Jesus' name. And the Lord is glorified in the midst of it. All right. Fight. To take part in. That's not the one I was looking for here. To gain by struggle, to resolve by struggle. And the struggle doesn't necessarily mean it's the enemy you're fighting with. It's you fighting to believe, fighting to hold on. Instead of fighting to say that I'm fighting to hold on to what God said, I'm fighting to believe what God says. Ladies and gentlemen, my time is up. Once again, we want to invite you out to have a watch night service on uh, uh, December the 31st, 2012 at 10 p.m. at the Embassy Suites Hotel. That's at Miami Airport Area, 39 River Drive, 10 o'clock. And we're going to go into the new year. We're bringing the supernatural into the new year. We're bringing the new into the new year. We're going to bring the new into the new year because God has renewed us. God has refreshed us. God has rejuvenated us, and we'll take it into the new year. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie. Keep us in prayer.
Pray for the uh, broadcast. Pray that God will bless and increase it and be a blessing to many. We love you guys. Appreciate you. Uh, I really enjoyed being with you. I always do. But let the rest of your night be blessed. God bless you.